Welcome to A Degree in Sports, your home for college football and college basketball. My name's Cole, and I'm here alongside, as always, my great mate, Jeff Tate. And Jeff, the very first college football playoff poll has arrived. It's a beautiful time of year of anticipation. Never forget the first ever number one seed, Mississippi State. Um, and yeah, that's it's never... What we see now is never what we see at the end of the year, but man, it's going to be fun. That's kind of funny because that had to have been, I'm assuming, Dak Prescott's Mississippi State team because I can't think of a Mississippi State team in recent history that has been good. But you are right, Cole. It's college football playoff time. I do apologize. My voice, you know, the Michigan cold that comes around this time got a little sore throat. So we're going to toughen it out, Cole and I, you know. Not going to take a podcast off because we have a little sore throat. But, yes, we have the poll. Um, AP poll, coaches poll out the door. Who cares? Nobody cares now. It is all these – I don't know how many people there are in that room. I think there's like 20 people that make this poll in uh, the college football playoff selection committee, and they now basically dictate the fate of a lot of these teams. Now, obviously, the teams have to play the games and win the games, but – when you get to the end of it, who knows? And it was probably a pretty, I would say, easy poll for them to do initially. Um, obviously, you can rearrange the top five really however you want. I would say they're all 8-0. and We'll get to that. We'll go through the poll. But, um, yeah, it was great to get it. It's nice to finally kind of see what the committee values. And I think we kind of agreed that this was probably who was going to be number one. We both didn't say it. But – Historically, and how they do their playoff grading, um, Ohio State is number one. But Cole, I think, I think it's just good. It's good that we have the poll finally, and we will have what four more times. I think we get it unveiled. I was, I was looking at it, and I think three weeks from this Saturday is the Michigan Ohio State game. So I think it would make it four, four or five polls we get, but. This is a very important one to start us off. Yeah, it's very, very important. Um, and I, for the first time, I see this poll and I don't have much that I disagree with. I think they did a really good job of marrying uh, head-to-head, resume, and eye test. I think they combined them all really well. Because, like, obviously Michigan doesn't really have a, a head-to-head or, or um, resume, but they clearly have the eye test. Like, we're not stupid. We know they're a good team. Um, and I think they did a very good job of uh, balancing that and ranking accordingly. Um, and they showed that with Ohio State. They really did set the set the precedent of, all right, this is first and foremost, like resume matters the most, but it's not the only thing. Um, and yeah, I think they have to be consistent with the way they rank these teams. Um, and they got to keep the same um, guidelines to how they rank them. So most people would who have watched college football this year probably wouldn't have Ohio State number one. Um, but it sets them up for this is our guidelines. This is this is the the rubric that we follow when we rank these teams. And every single team has everything in front of them to where if you win this game, it'll adjust to their rubric and then they'll get the best team going forward. So they're really this week is really a this is what we're looking at. This is our rubric. This is what you have to do to be the number one team. Um, so I have no arguments with Ohio State being at number one, given the way that they are grading these teams and ranking them. Um, and I think it just shows that it'll, it will all work out, in my opinion, for the first time fairly in the end. Yeah, and it's one of those things where you look at it, and I do think they were very consistent. The one spot 
I was uh, kind of listening to some podcasts today, and uh, they were very against was having Oklahoma be behind Texas. But then you think about it, and you're like, well, Oklahoma lost to Kansas, which is number 21 in the inaugural poll. But you then look at Texas's loss, and that's to Alabama, or that's to Oklahoma, and they beat Alabama. So it's like, I think that was totally justified. And you look at it, you got three Big Ten East teams, top 11. Um, Penn State has a chance to probably finish um, in that area, I would say. I think they're probably going to be the – they're obviously the underdog when they play Michigan. Um, and if they don't win that, they might not finish top 11. But from top to bottom, I'd, I didn't have too many objections to it either, Cole. I think they set the precedent that – wins matter against quality opponents and obviously Ohio State has a win at number 15 Notre Dame and then they have a win against Penn State at home who's number 11 you just look at some of these like Alabama plays uh, they beat Mississippi who's 10 and then they play LSU this week that's 14 so you see if hey they beat them well shoot they're probably going to move up quite a bit to be one of the better one loss teams and it's just all it's all ahead of us and we can kind of play out scenarios in our head, but I think they got those top five right. I have Washington. I would say they're the worst of the five in a, or of the undefeated teams, just kind of based on how they've looked. Yes, the Oregon win was great, and I really – I mean, that's, that's so far this year. Well, Texas-Alabama probably is the best win, I would say, because it's on the road, but that's probably number two. And so I think the, I think the committee did good. They set a good precedent, and I I appreciate that because this is not what it's going to look like in a few weeks, guaranteed. Yeah, I actually am on the opposite end. I love that they put Texas ahead of Oklahoma. I mean, like, what are we doing? Are we going to put Washington State ahead of Oregon State? Are we going to put Pitt ahead of Louisville? Like, no, we're not going to do that. Just as the head-to-head matters. It absolutely does. But it's not the only thing that matters. When all else is equal, you have to go to head-to-head. And I don't think all else is equal because of Oklahoma's bad loss to Kansas. I mean, it's not a bad loss. It's at Kansas. They're number 21 in the poll. But, um, yeah, the other, the other thing that's kind of fun to look at uh, is that, that grouping from, like, 23 to 16 where it's pretty much all Big 12 and uh, Pac-12 clusters. Um, it's Who would have thought we'd see uh, – Kansas and Oklahoma State up here um, at the beginning of the season. I mean, I didn't think that. So, yeah, I think it's we're in a very fun spot, top to bottom, from 1 to 25. There's a lot of uh, fun storylines and fun teams here, and uh, I think it's just going to be a really fun end of the season. Yeah, 16 through 23 is all Big 12 and Pac-12 except Tennessee, which is crazy. And you look at it, and two weeks ago, North Carolina would have been a top 10 team, and they aren't even in the poll. So just shows you how quick – you can just completely Cole fall off the face of the earth, especially in the playoffs. So Cole, give me your top 10 heading into week 10 and what you've changed, maybe new teams, kind of where you're at with your top 10. Yeah, I've changed. Uh, surprisingly, even though I, I do, this is, I don't even know if I think this team's going to win this weekend. Um, I have Oklahoma at 10, uh, dropped them down after the Kansas win. I obviously kicked Utah um, out of there. Um, so after their just bad loss to Oregon. So Oklahoma 10, uh, I added an Ole Miss. Ole Miss is my number nine. That was formerly Penn State. Penn State moves up to eight. Another newcomer here is Alabama. I, I finally brought Alabama in. Um, just judging by what they've done this year, 
I have to I have to have them in. Golf clap for Cole. They're here. still Golf dead. Clap. Let's give them. They're 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 oh, still dead. Never mind. They're still not gonna accomplish anything uh, that they want to accomplish this year. Um, but as of right now, I have to put them at seven. Number six, uh, I have Texas moved up. They were at eight last week, um, and even though they didn't look great again, um, Texas beat Alabama. Sale and. And I do think Texas would beat Penn State. I don't have any love for Penn State, honestly. Um, the way they played uh, Indiana did not look good. But, you know, those two teams, Ohio State and Penn State, they tend to not look good against a really bad Indiana team. So neither here nor there. Um, now I got Oregon 5. Georgia moved up to 4 for me. Um, their win against Florida was huge, but their resume is not as good um, as Florida State's at number 3. And, um, yeah, you're, you're wait, totally, I knew I you were up. missing somebody. I was like, I admit, I knew I, okay. So we're going to drop Oklahoma out of the 10. And so now it's 10 Ole Miss, nine Penn state, eight Alabama, seven, Texas, six, Oregon, five, Washington. And then, uh, Washington just keeps playing with their food and just not looking dominant. So I had to drop them to five, four is Georgia, number three, Florida state. Number two remains Ohio State, and number one remains Michigan. They had a bye week. Not going to punish them for a bye week. Ohio State looked good enough. They did what they were, they needed to do, but they didn't look dominant in their win against Wisconsin. Um, and I mean, Michigan had a bye week. What are we going to What are we going to do? So that's so funny. I was sitting here and I'm like, you told me you had a surprise for me, and I'm like, did you drop one of the, like the undefeated teams out of the top ten? <laughs> and then I was like, no, he totally forgot. But I'm gonna start. Yeah, I'm gonna start at ten. I have Penn State moved them down three spots. Um, just not looking great, but still gonna give them the benefit of the doubt because their loss was to Ohio State. Nine, I have Oklahoma. Eight, Alabama. Seven, I have Texas, six, Oregon, five, Washington. And then my top four is the exact same it was last week. I mentioned that if Georgia struggled, I was going to put Ohio State one, but Georgia dominated and impressed me. So four, Florida State, three, Michigan, two, Ohio State, and one, Georgia. So that is my top 10, Cole. And the beauty of this is we have a lot of these teams playing huge games this week. where We're really going to learn kind of what these teams are about and so I want to segue us into our first game and I think it's a very important game and it's in the Big 12 so Kansas State a few weeks ago went into Stillwater and got killed okay they went into Oklahoma and just or Oklahoma State and just got destroyed they now have an inside track to possibly get to uh, where's that game Dallas for the Big 12 championship they go on the road at Texas, four-and-a-half-point underdog. Why is Texas – that's a low line, Cole, for a top-ten team. Obviously, no Quinn Ewers. Malik Murphy starting. This game, I think everybody needs to watch because I really think Kansas State's going to go in there and upset Texas. Not picking it in the A-plus picks of the week, but I am very impressed with this Kansas State team. I'm impressed with Will Howard. I'm impressed with everything they've been doing since that loss. And Texas is wounded. So, Cole, that's kind of my thoughts, and I want to hear your thoughts on this game. Um, Yeah, quick question. I mean, do we somehow see a Big 12 championship that's once again not Texas or Oklahoma in it? I mean, it could happen. I, I think Kansas State has a really good shot at winning this. And, and yeah, the reason that spread is the way it is is 
Um, it's it's without Quinn Ewers. It's Malik Murphy. They didn't really. He did fine last week. They did exactly what they asked him to do. Um, he didn't go out and lose the game. They didn't put him in a position to lose the game. He was fine. Um, so, and Kansas State is rolling. I, Kansas State to me is like the uh, the Utah of the Big Twelve. Um, they they start out a little slower. They did the same thing last year, um, and then they catch fire and they start looking like a really tough team. A really, really tough team. I mean, TCU experienced that last year. It's their only loss uh, besides the national championship. Yeah, Kansas State's a really good team. They're really well coached. They get better as the year goes on, um, as they find who they are and they find themselves. The quarterback play is clicking. Everything is really clicking for this team right now. Um, and, and they're coming in like a freight train. Texas is at home, and they're only four-and-a-half-point favorites. That tells me that if Kansas State was at home, would, they would be two-and-a-half-point favorites. So this is a toss-up for sure. Um, and I, I'm not throwing this on, uh, as one of my picks, but I'm definitely leaning Kansas state here, especially, uh, with, with Texas and Ivan Ewers. Yeah. Chris Kleinman, just, he's one of those underrated coaches. I think he's getting more respect nationally as kind of the years have gone on, but he's a great coach and they have a good run game. DJ Giddens, he's a solid running back. He's rushed for almost 800 yards this year. And they have the dual threat ability to bring in Avery Johnson, who he's the future at Kansas State. But I think they kind of side with Will Howard because of what he did for them last year. But they use both of them, and both of them are elite players that offer different things. And so I think, I just think it's a really hard game for Texas because Texas has, except for the Alabama game, has not really looked great. I would say they're in a way in all honesty, a lot like Ohio State. Ohio State has not looked dominant, really, in a like in a game where it's a conference game or anything like that, except for the Purdue game. Have they really looked like truly dominant? And they Ohio State doesn't have the loss. Texas has the loss to show for it. So it's one of those games that I will earn a ton of respect for Texas if they can win this game and win it by a touch or by more than seven points because I think they are really going to struggle in this game because they're playing the defending Big 12 champion who wants to get a chance at winning a back-to-back Big 12 conference championship. And you can't lose this game if you're Kansas State. Just simply said, Cole. Yeah, you absolutely can't. I mean, here's another question here is, does, is Kansas going to start running the Big 12 once Texas and Oklahoma leave the state of Kansas? We got Kansas and Kansas State looking like two pretty good teams um, with, with really, really good coaches, especially if Kansas can continue to hold on the light bulb there. I mean, Kansas, the state of Kansas might own the Big 12 for the next year, or at least for next year, maybe two years, three years. You never know. Yeah, I mean, it's that's a fair point. I mean, Kansas State has, especially if those teams can keep their coach, which I think will be a, I think it'll be a, not as hard anymore with how the Big 12 has been boosted up kind of by some teams maybe joining. And it's not when, obviously, when Texas, Oklahoma announced they were leaving, everybody's like, oh, the Big 12's dead. But they recovered and gained some pretty good teams, and you look at, I mean, for football, you look at Arizona, What, uh, what's their Jed, is it Jed Fisher there? Jed Fish. Yeah, Jed Fish is building uh, there, and then you look at, obviously, Colorado, Deion Sanders, so there's, yeah, there's a, definitely an opportunity for these teams to step up and take that, I guess, that grasp of the conference. So, a game that, Cole, I would, if you would have told me Missouri was number 12 in the country coming into the year at after week nine, I would have told you you're crazy. Um, and they are going in to Athens, Georgia, 
and they are a 15 and a half point underdog, okay? Now, it is hard, really hard to go in and beat Georgia at home. But I want you guys to pay attention if you watch this game, which you should watch this game Saturday afternoon, to Luther Burden, the receiver for Missouri. This guy is definitely going to be on draft boards. Uh, actually, he might not even be eligible, Cole, to be honest. Uh, no, he's not eligible. Sorry about that. Next year, this guy is going to be a first-round pick. He is an outstanding receiver that is capable of, of taking over games. And Brady Cook, he's had some down weeks, I will say. I've actually watched Missouri a lot since they kind of uh, garnered some of this hype in the last few weeks when they played LSU. I watched that game. They did lose to LSU. But Brady Cook kind of has had some down games. But this is going to be an interesting game because I think they have the firepower to push a Georgia team. The only problem is their defense is really bad. And Georgia's offense has looked like they can score a lot of points. So if I had to give a pick for this game, over 54.5 seems pretty good. Uh, it will not be on my pick of the week. But I don't know. I think there's going to be a lot of points in this game based on – you look at Georgia's last four games, 43 points, 37 points, 51 points. You look at Missouri's, 34, 38, 49. So – it's a lot of points, and I think you're going to see a lot of points in this game from two very good teams. Missouri's very underrated for being a number 12 team. Most people are going to turn it on and be like, Missouri, number 12 in the country? But don't take them lightly, Cole. That's all I'm going to say to our fans. Yeah, Missouri gave Georgia a lot of trouble last year, and, and Missouri wasn't good last year. Um, they had the lead going to the fourth quarter. They were the only team to ha do that uh, to Georgia last year. Um, and so maybe maybe Missouri has their number. However, they're they're not at home this year. Missouri is not at home. It's going to be really tough to go into Athens. This Georgia team seems like they're starting to click, but it's not easy to three-peat. It really isn't. Um, and it's hard to continue to get your guys up every week, guys who are used to winning. Um, and it, it, it there is always room it, to have a drop-off in games of guys where there's a culture of entitlement that naturally happens. That's why teams don't three-peat often. That's why teams don't repeat often. It's really, really hard um, to keep that that drive for a championship and to win when you're not starving for it like you were the first time or even the second time as much. So um, Georgia is more prone this year to a slip-up spot, and Missouri has the offensive firepower, I think, to at least stay with them. Um, assuming their defense can hang around a little bit and maybe they just have Georgia's defense's number. If this turns into a shootout, um, then Missouri, thats I think that's their chance. If this can turn into a shootout um, and it's just a last team with the ball wins kind of game. Yeah, I mean, they, they do have a sneaky good running game in, with Cody Schrader. He's already got um, almost 1,000 yards and, and nine touchdowns. So if another another little thing is a, a get a, get an early lead maybe um, and and run the ball well like I said their defensive front isn't as dominant as it used to be um, so get maybe get an early lead if you're Missouri and, and try to run the ball and just keep the ball uh, in your own hands as, as long as possible but it's it's gonna be I think Georgia will win this game I really do but I think that's the keys to, to success for Missouri that's their only chance you have to get up early if you get down by two scores like. It's it's over, and we look at Georgia, and they enter a tough stretch. I mean, they have Missouri at home, and then they get Ole Miss at home next week, and then they go at Tennessee, and that is a hard place to go in and win. It's just 
historically a very hard environment to win at. And just just watch this game, people. I, I think this is a game that the casual might not care about, but you if you're listening to this podcast, you're not a casual. You're a true college football fan, and this is a game that you should totally tune into. Like another game that is a – it's our last year for now that's scheduled of Bedlam. Bedlam, for those of you that don't know, is Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. It is a huge rivalry in the state of Oklahoma. It's the equivalent of Michigan, Michigan State here. It's a huge deal. And 3.30 ABC. Cole, what does this game mean for this rivalry? Because there's a lot of Oklahoma State fans that are pretty pissed off that Oklahoma is leaving. I mean, it, it means a whole lot. And I, I think it means it means more to Oklahoma State, especially this year, because they're not the ones that are leaving. Um, they're the ones who are staying. It's, it's, I think it's a little more personal for Oklahoma State. I think Oklahoma is, I would say, of the, let's say, brothers, uh, the more of the whiny, entitled, and annoying brother that is Oklahoma. And Oklahoma State is the more like, we know what we are. Um, we know we are a brother. That, I mean, that's the brother I like better. I like those Cowboys. I've always have. Uh, they're a fun team to root for. Um, Mike Gundy's a fun coach to root for, and they're a fun story to root for this year, starting really bad. Um, lost, to like, I think, South Alabama by, like, 30 points or something like that. I mean, it was an ugly, ugly game. And, uh, yeah, as Ollie Gordon now is just going through defenses, just absolutely shredding them. Um, and I, I, I think, I think Oklahoma State's going to win this game. I, I think it's more personal for them. Um, I think they're going to care a lot more. I think they're going to break the will of Oklahoma with that run game. And I think, um, it's a rivalry that means more to Oklahoma State than it does to Oklahoma. And it's going to be personal and they're going to come out fiery and hard and they're going to break the will of Oklahoma this week. And this is going to be a fired up crowd. Like, they, I'm looking at ESPN right now. Cheapest ticket is $281 to this game. I mean, it is a must-watch event. And it's kind of funny. I picked Oklahoma State to be my surprise team in the Big 12 and totally gave up on them. Like I said, I was wrong. I think Cole and I did this five weeks ago. I said, where have we been wrong? I said, I was wrong in Oklahoma State. Well, maybe not because they're obviously not bad. They're 6-2 and two and they're a 5.5-point favorite at home against a top 10 team in the country. So I am super thrilled for this game. I, Ollie Gordon, he might have 300 yards rushing because he, they're just going to give him the ball. If, if Oklahoma can't stop this guy, then he is going to have a field day. I, I don't think they can stop him. I think they are the best defense that he has gone against. But I don't know. I mean, he just played Kansas State a few weeks ago. And they he ran over them. So it's one of those things where is Oklahoma's really that much worse than Kansas or that much better than Kansas State? I don't think so. So, Cole, I like it. I like saying that Oklahoma State's going to win. I mean, I'm sure the money line on that's probably like plus 180, plus 190. So, hey, throw it into a parlay. Like, actually make it just center it around that because that's, that's that uh, – first leg winning parlay that you can hit. And I mean, Oklahoma State, they're going to be ready for this game. There is no doubt. Oklahoma on the other side is going to be very ready for this game too, though. They're coming off a loss. They know if they want to get to Dallas, they have to win this game. Yes, they beat Texas, but you can't lose another game. You can't lose back-to-back games. And you look at you look at them going forward, this is their hardest game remaining because their last three, I would say, 
in my opinion, are probably pretty easy games. You have West Virginia, TCU at home, at BYU. I think they probably coast through those. But Oklahoma, I don't know. I have their over at nine and a half wins. I'd be okay with them losing this and then running the table because this would mean that they uh, that they beat they lost to their in-state rival and it would be the perfect way to end this rivalry for now, Cole. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and we've seen this movie before. I think um, I would say Oklahoma and this rivalry is more comparable to Michigan, and Oklahoma State's more comparable to Michigan State. And when little brother has that star running back and just on a t- again playing against a team that should win like Kenneth Walker did to Michigan. I think Ollie Gordon can do the same thing to Oklahoma that Kenneth Walker did to Michigan a few years ago. Um, and I think it's going to be more personal for Oklahoma state. Um, and I, I just think, I think they're going to win this game. I like that. Well, I don't like the comparison, but I think it's a fair, well, it's a fair comparison. I just don't like that. You called Michigan state little brother, but it has been last few years. I'll give you that. So Cole, not forever, but Cole, first game, first team to 50 in our next game. Um, I think everyone that knows what's happening this week probably know what game I'm talking to, and that is Washington against USC. Number five team in the country, Washington, three-point favorites, going in to the Coliseum to play USC, ranked 20th in the country, over-under set for a whopping 76.5 points. Both these teams I don't think can stop anybody. Is this over too low, Cole? It might be. I mean, you mean to tell me they're both not going to get over 40? Like, I think, I mean, how much higher can you put it over, though? Like, how, how much higher? Like, what at what number? That's like the highest I've at, seen. It. But and even then, it's not enough. Like, at what, at what point would you say I'm not taking the over? What number would it take for you to say I'm not taking the over? In this game or just, like, in general? In this game. In Ooh. this game. What what number would I have to get to before you're saying, okay, I'll take the under here? Probably like an 81, 82, like you said, a 40-40 game. I mean, I can easily see I don't it. think – I think it's like 91 for me. Jeez, 91. You should do the alt line then. Take the over like 45, then. Like 45, 46, like something like, like a 47 to 45, something like that, 48, 45. Like I don't know. Like it's – <laughs> it's we could get we like would you be surprised if we got more than 100 points in this game no not at all these, these are these are bad defenses that can with offenses that can score quick yeah i mean you got you got two of the best quarterbacks in the country and then you have amazing skill positions around them and then you have bad defenses so it's like it's a perfect recipe for a huge scoring game yeah, I don't think I'm even gonna like talk about who I think is gonna win this game or, or decide the key. There's no keys to the game here. It's it's everyone just go out there and throw the ball and and see who how like who's the first team to get to 50 points. Like I like that's this game. Could you imagine if USC wins? Well, obviously that's a realistic scenario. If they win, they're in first place in the Pac-12. Yeah, I'll be mad. Um, I don't want to watch USC in Vegas because I'm I'm going uh, into Vegas and. I want to watch a Washington-Oregon rematch, so I'm really hoping you, uh, Washington's defense is competent enough to where they can stop USC like maybe twice because um, I think Washington will score every single time they touch the ball. So, And I'm, I'm, I'm really hoping Washington wins this game. I do not want to watch USC in Vegas. I want to watch Washington-Oregon again. So that's, that's my two cents on that. Over under seven and a half touchdowns 
Well, no, no. Eight and a half touchdowns. Caleb Williams and Penix combined for. Eight and a half? Yeah, eight and a half combined. Oh, that's a good number. Means one's got to get five and one's got to get four. One goes crazy and gets six and the other gets three. Just passing touchdowns or can they run too? They can run because Caleb can run. Penix doesn't have any. Yeah, all right. I'll take the over. All right. I would probably side... I'm sure I use I use the sport or the sports betting app Prize Picks, and they always combine uh, quarterbacks into how many touchdowns are they going to have. So I guarantee this is one, and I'll uh, I'll talk about it maybe next week on what it would be. But Cole, this game I don't I don't I mean it's going to be a lot of points. I think that's the uh, I think that's the overwhelming majority of people think. And FPI actually has USC favored to win this game. 54%. I actually think USC is going to win. I really do. I think Washington's bad luck the last few weeks will catch up to them against an elite offense. But, I mean, I could be totally wrong, and they can blow out USC. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, I'm not even going to try to predict this shootout. I just think it's going to be a lot of points, and, and I want Washington to win, and that's that's the only insight I got. So our last big game, and I would say this is the biggest game of the week. If USC hadn't lost in the Pac-12, that would be the biggest game. Um, but this is it. Alabama, LSU. Uh, this is where I officially show Cole that Alabama's not dead. Alabama wins this. They're winning the SEC East or West. That's just, that's just how it's going to go. But they're only a three point favorite at home. And the last time a big team rolled in to Alabama to play them, they beat them. Cole, I know you're going to pick LSU in this game. Why are you picking LSU? One, the spread tells you that they're 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 nervous that this is not um, this is not Alabama's game. I think that LSU has the offense that won't get stopped, um, and it's a bad matchup for Alabama, um, where they're just not going to be able to keep up with LSU. Uh, the offense will be be too much for them, too too dominant. I think. Um, Jaden Daniels will single-handedly take over. Um, he's and he has a very good shot to win the Heisman, and this will be one of his Heisman games um, if he is to win the Heisman. And yeah, I mean, I just I just think if you're LSU, you just drop everyone in coverage and make Alabama take a little bit of time to score, um, and just don't let uh, Big Dog throw it over the top of you, um, Jalen Milrow, because that's literally the only thing that he can do is throw the ball over the top. Because when he has to start throwing over the middle of the field and a little more intermediate to shorter passes, he is a bad quarterback. Now, when he runs, he's not he's not bad. But that's so when you drop a lot in coverage, it's hard to stop that. But I, I would say, just don't let him. Don't try to trade home run shots with Alabama. Try to prevent the home run shots because you'll have plenty of home run shots yourself if you're LSU. And I just think it's a bad match for Alabama. And their offense is going to be too good to where. Um, Milrow uh, is not going to be able to sustain a high level of play the whole game. He'll have good plays, but he won't be able to sustain it the whole game to where they won't win this game. Well, something's going to give because we have an elite offense in LSU. And in all honesty, a pretty elite defense. You look at Alabama's last five games, the most they've given up is 21 points. And that was to an Arkansas team, which honestly, I'm not going to look too much into that because that's a lot of points for Arkansas. But this is a team that held or held Ole Miss to ten points. Well, I just want people to know that LSU gave up 
a whopping, let's see, where is it? It's a lot of points. 55 points to Ole Miss. So there's a huge difference in the defensive ability in this game. And I think Alabama will be able to slow them down enough. And then I think on the contrasting side, Alabama can score on anybody, especially LSU, based on how LSU's defense has looked. So I would side with Alabama in this game. May or may not have a pick for it. Um, but I just think Alabama's a better team, and I don't think Nick Saban's letting them lose two games at home, Cole. I just think those are those are just things you you obviously don't lose at home. That's a that's a goal of yours. But for a program like Alabama, you cannot lose two games. That's just my two cents. I mean, just because it hasn't happened doesn't mean it won't happen. I really think I just I, I don't know. I did Brian Kelly. I think he's just gonna continue to own Saban, um, like he did last year. Um, and, and it's it's gonna be it's gonna be LSU. They're gonna win this game. I'm confident because Milro has been playing with a lead because their defense has been so good. The moment he has to play from behind, that's a very different story. And if LSU gets up early, I don't know if Milrow is going to be able to keep up. It's a very different ball game when you have to play from behind. And I don't think he can do that. He definitely didn't do it against Texas. I know he's, there's been a lot of development since that game. Um, but Alabama has not been able to play from behind well this year. They only did it really against Texas. Um, and we saw how that turned out. So this is, this LSU is going to get an early lead and expose Alabama, I think, pretty early in this game. Um, and then it might get closer at the end, but I do think LSU is going to pretty much have it this whole game. Um, and I think if they get down early, I wouldn't feel too confident uh, if I'm LSU. But they're going to win this game, go on to the, pack, uh, the SEC championship, and probably lose to Georgia. All right, well, in a few minutes when we do our picks, you take LSU because I'm taking Bama. I'm just telling you that. So. Last time you went against Bama and went alternate of me, you lost, and it was a it was a dominant loss. So just keep that in mind for this one, Cole. But no, I want to get into our teams that we are going to watch this week. Just obviously Michigan, Michigan State, Ohio State. Start me off with Michigan. They're a whopping thirty-two and a half point favorite at home against Purdue. None of this, the talk in this game is going to be about football. We know what it's going to be about, and. Uh, I don't really want to talk about it because it's just too much and keeps going on. So, Cole, what? Uh, how much is Michigan going to win by? Are they going to cover? Yeah, Purdue's really bad. Michigan's really good. Um, they're probably going to cover, especially depending on how uh, – we're going to learn a lot at the very least of how they can respond to all this noise. Um, but really the only thing I'm worried about is, is J.J. going to play in the third quarter or in the fourth quarter and is – Corum and Wilson, Roman Wilson, going to get touchdowns. So I'm I cutting my Michigan talk short because I'm going to go. I'm going to use the rest of my Michigan time on a different game that needs to get a little more love. And it's my where my mom's alma mater, Virginia Tech, plays Louisville. I want to talk about that really quick. Go go into it. That th- these eight, this is a battle for who's going to play Florida State in the ACC championship. Maybe I mean somehow Virginia Tech still only has one ACC lost. And so does Louisville. I mean, we got to talk about this game. If Virginia Tech can come from the depths of where they were at. I mean, they've lost. They lost to Purdue this year. Purdue's horrible. And they've figured out a way to rattle off a lot of pretty good wins. I mean, watch out. Virginia Tech beats Louisville. They don't have a lot of tough games. On I think the toughest thing they have is NC State after that. So do we see Virginia Tech 
in the ACC championship. I mean, that would be baffling. That's like Oklahoma State level crazy, even more crazy than that. So, um, just just something to keep your eye on. I wanted to hi- I want to use the rest of my Michigan time time to highlight a very sneaky important game to the college football landscape on Saturday, which is Virginia Tech at Louisville. I love it. I love giving shout out to your mom's alma mater. And uh, if Louisville wins, they push my over under. So I would like that because then that would give them two games to actually win to hit it. I like that, Cole. I think I think it's going to be Louisville, though. Uh, just my two cents on it. But who knows? You never know. Ohio State plays Rutgers noon on Saturday. Ohio State's an 18 and a half point favorite on the road against Rutgers. Don't anticipate too much problems coming from this game. Rutgers is going bowling, which is a huge thing for that program. Greg Schiano's done a great job, but they, they they can't slow down Ohio State, I don't think, and I think Ohio State's defense. Uh, we saw what happened when Rutgers played an elite defense. They played Michigan and got killed. I think you see that happen Saturday as well, and I just think hopefully the thing to watch, Ohio State, hopefully Emeka Ibuka, is back playing. I really think Ohio State's just being extra cautious with him, to be honest, because I think he, if it was Michigan, would have played last week, but they, it was Wisconsin. They didn't need him. Uh, Spartans also play at noon, so I can get that game out of the way because it's just one. It's probably their best chance. Well, they play Indiana on the road, so I'd say that's probably the best chance to win. But they get Nebraska at home. They're three point dog. Not, I don't know, it's it's either going to be Kayton Hauser or Sam Levitt, a true freshman who showed okay in that game against uh, Minnesota, but Michigan State's just really bad. Like, they're really bad, and uh, I think it's going to be cool that the basketball team's going to be really good this year because then we can actually have a good team at Michigan State. So, Cole, that's, that's all I got on our teams today. You got anything? My first pick of the week is uh, Rutgers minus four and a half uh, alternate spread. Minus four and a half. <laughs> no, nah, just kidding. But, I mean, hey, Rutgers, sneaky, not bad. I mean, Michigan beat them by 30, but sneaky, not bad. No, I agree. I do think they're I do think they're not bad, and, and a lot of credit to Greg Schiano. Um, just a lot of credit to what he's done for that program. So, Cole, Without further ado, A-plus picks of the week. You are sitting at 20 and 22, and I am the opposite, 22 and 20. Let's have some big weeks here. What's your first pick for the week? Yeah, I'm doing well with these Thursday, Friday night games, so I'm starting right out with a Friday night game. I think I have a really good read on this team. I bet well with them or against them a lot this year. I'm taking Syracuse minus 2.5 at home against Boston College. They got to win this one. They absolutely have to. I think I've I've been reading the Syracuse team well, and this is this is a game that they win. They they bounce back after their their losing skid. I'm gonna take Ole Miss minus three at home against Texas A&M. To me, this line is way too low um, for how these two teams have looked this year, and there's no injury concerns really for Ole Miss. And this line just is very confusing to me, Cole. So I'm gonna take Ole Miss minus three. Time to fight. Texas A&M plus three. Uh, I, I think this is a game that just is going to make every Texas A&M fan mad. Um, and Ole Miss tends to drop games like this. They're going to shoot themselves in the foot. They're not going to win the SEC uh, West. And, yeah, I mean, Texas A&M has a very talented roster, and they're capable of pulling out these stupid games like this. And I think there's a reason the spread is only three points. Um, and I think this is the game that makes every Texas A&M fan mad because it's like, 
well, I guess we don't have to pay the money to fire Jimbo, and then it's going to be stuck in this vicious cycle. Um, so, yeah, give me give me Texas A&M plus three. Well, I'll get it out of the way. Alabama minus three. They are going to beat LSU. They're going to beat them by a touchdown at least. And it is Alabama in the SEC West representing go, Cole. Take it. I am absolutely betting against Alabama, but I'm not putting it in my A-plus picks of the week. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Come on, crowd. I am not putting them in my A-plus picks of the week. Uh, it's because there's, the only reason is because this is for the people. The A-plus picks of the week is for the people, and there's other games I'm more confident in. Um, games like, give me Michigan State plus three. Yeah, I think um, this is classic Big Ten West where teams start to get some momentum. Every time a team starts to get momentum, they just trip and fall on their face. Uh, Michigan State's at home. Nebraska isn't quite as good as they're looking lately. We should know that. Um, I think Michigan State will win this game. Um, this is the one that they have to win, or their season's like really, really, really bad. Um, and I, I just think, I think at the very least, they're going to give me that three points. So, I mean, to set the record straight, I absolutely hate Michigan State, that garbage school. But I hope they make me some money, um, and I'm betting on Michigan State plus three. Yeah, maybe Michigan State wins this game, and then Monday they announce Urban Meyer. That'd be a heck of a weekend. So uh, next pick. The scandals the scandals that could come from an Urban Meyer-Michigan State clash up. That would be amazing. Yeah, they'd have a lot of scandals, but your team has scandals too. So uh, my pick. Not even close. We're not doing any human rights things. Yours, yours impact football games. In a way, ours is just football. football ours related. is just football. We're not abusing anything. That is true. <laughs> but yours gave you more of an advantage on the football field. I'm just messing with you. <laughs> All, All right. right. My next pick, Wrigley Field on Saturday. It's not the Cubs playing baseball. It's Northwestern covering five and a half against Iowa. Iowa should never be favored by more than a field goal, especially on a road environment. And Northwestern's played very good football of late. Give me Northwestern plus five and a half. That's uh, not a bad pick. Always fun to bet against Iowa. Are you worried about Brian Ferentz being gone, that they find a little spark, though? Maybe the offense starts to figure itself out. I know he's not gone yet, but like it's just like the feeling of joy in the room of, of him being gone. No, they're, they're so bad. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. My next game, Oklahoma State plus five and a half. Um, like I said, I think this is a, just a game where that's a lot of points for me. Um, their running game is too good, and they're going to keep the ball out of Oklahoma's hands, and, and I think they can, they can really slow that Oklahoma team down. So Oklahoma State plus 5.5. I'm going to go to the Pac-12 after dark game. Arizona is at home against UCLA. Three-point dogs give me Arizona plus three at home. I like this Arizona team. Cole's got me bought in. Give me Arizona plus three. This podcast has been making money on Arizona this year. Both the Arizona schools, whether it's betting against the Arizona State or betting for Arizona, we've been making money on it. Um, we got boots on the ground over here. I've been I've been scouting in person. You know, just some, something in the air about being here. I just happen to know more about these teams. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I love I love that pick, and I hope you're right. Um, my last pick, I'm going to the Pac-12 as well. However, uh, definitely a very forgettable game. Give me Washington State minus 13 and a half. Uh, at home against Stanford, I do think their offense is too good, and Stanford's defense is too bad. Where that, I mean, they're going to score points. They know how to. They know how to play football. Um, Stanford doesn't, and I think that's just. It's because it's. 
Washington State's the better team, and they're going to win by more than 13.5. They're down bad. They've been struggling lately. This is their game to win. All right, I'm doing it. Missouri plus 15.5. That is my last pick of the week. I'm just hoping that they can do it to Georgia. I want a crazy upset this week, and I don't think it's going to be this, but I think they cover. And so 15.5, give it to me. I'll take that. So, Cole, I think we got some good picks. We can't go 10-0 because we have an opposite uh, pick. We can definitely go nine and one this week. Let's do it. Yeah, I'm, I'm rooting for you. I mean, we're doing. Uh, we're staying around 500. You're above. I'm below. Uh, as a podcast as a whole, we are 500. Um, we need to get. We need to be better than that, though. We do. Um, back to back winning weeks for me. Uh, I went three and two and three and two. So um, looking. I've been starting hot, finishing slow. Looking for another big bounce back week to another winning week. Let's get to. Let's get five and zero this week. And I'll go 5-0 and too, but that means you'll have to go 4-1. and So this will wrap up our college football week 10 preview episode. I do want to let everybody know we're going to try and record a college basketball preview episode for the season uh, this week. Obviously, I, I don't think if my voice is like this, I don't know if I can do it just because it, it's tough. It's tough to talk when you got this voice thing, crap, sore throat. It's not fun, but... We will have some college basketball content for you. I think we'll be able to still do our preview episode. So college basketball starts next week. I went to uh, Michigan State, Tennessee. They lost, but I don't care because it's an exhibition, and I was very impressed with Michigan State's team. It's one of those things you get down 18-1 to in an exhibition game. It's probably going to be hard to win, and it came down to the last second. Ref called a foul. Go look it up. You should never call that foul. But Michigan State should never put a ref in that spot to call the foul. So it's basketball season for Michigan State, especially. Those fans were, uh, I mean, they were screaming at the officials from the jump. Uh, they didn't know that the exhibitions guys could foul out or couldn't foul out. And so a guy picked up his fifth foul to start the second half, and all these fans were saying, see ya. And then they had to make a loud announcement saying, Ladies and gentlemen, uh, this is an exhibition. Guys cannot foul out. And then the fans booed the refs who made the announcement. So Michigan State fans are all in on basketball, and you have to be when you've seen the product on the football field. So, Cole, any final thoughts for our Week 10 preview episode? No, I think I'm good. Uh, I know we, we should have announced this on uh, on our review episode, but it's the most beautiful time of the year. It's Maction. We got snow games to kick it off as the way it should be. I'm going to be tuning into Akron versus Kent State tonight. It's currently six to seven. Uh, go watch Maction. Bet on Maction and bet unders, bet overs, bet anything. It's the most fun thing to bet on and watch. Uh, it just fills your Tuesday, your Monday and Tuesday nights. It's a beautiful thing, Jeff. You know all about Maction. Uh, I'm riding with Kent State tonight. Go Flashes. Um, yeah, but that's that's. I mean, we love Maction. Yeah, no, a lot of cold nights in uh, in Kalamazoo watching some Maction, but definitely tune in. Lots of good games this weekend, and a lot we're going to learn about the elite teams in college football. That is for certain. So we'll see you for our next episode, possibly the recap episode, or it could be the college basketball preview episode. Stay tuned. We'll post all of it to the social media, and we'll see you next time on a degree in sports.